What's up, Highline Nation? Coming at you another episode of the Highline. It's episode 59 this week. Got a pretty good episode for you today. Going to be talking about North Wilkesboro, uh, reviewing the race that week, how everything went down. Uh, Going to be talking about the short track package again um, and uh, the racetracks they race it on. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking about the all-star race going forward. What are they going to do? Maybe they go back to Charlotte. Maybe they go back to Bristol. Maybe they run it at Texas. Again. Maybe they run it at Anderson motor speedway. Let's do it. Uh, maybe they keep going back to North Wilkesboro. Who knows? Yeah. We, uh, shocking. We're not talking about Ross Chastain this week, but mm-hmm. we are talking about Bubba Wallace Never heard of. and some of the events that transpired this weekend with Bubba. Uh, we got our attaboy segment or you can't do that. As always, and then we got the greatest race weekend preview, the Coke 600, the Indy 500, and the Grand Prix of Monaco. Let's get it. Let's go. Davis. All right, Lambry. Take everyone. We don't need no education. Please refrain. <laughs> you can't do that. Let's fucking go. If Kyle the only one who wants to go fast tonight. Is there anybody out, out there, there wants to grab fifth gear <laughs> and kick it to the morning light? Well, if he has to raise hell all by, by himself, he will, but y'all, that, that ain't right. It's kind of only one to go fast tonight. <laughs> Woo! Boo. Boo. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Eh, I didn't mind it. The race sucked, but... That's uh, what I'm saying, you know, it's... I would like to have seen another car. Am I the only one who kind of didn't enjoy the race? Yeah. No. <laughs> that race was dog <laughs> shit. I was about to say, I think a lot of people did not like uh, the uh, the all-star race this weekend, including yeah. Dale Jr. Well, the good news is that uh, the Nuggets are going to the finals. Ah, I is that why you're wearing your Nuggets stuff? Something to be. I told you. I told you they were going to happen. You told you they were going to happen. You told me they were going to happen. I told you that was going to happen. Mm. But uh, I mean, my Clemson gear, uh, the Clemson baseball team is on fire right not now. Not as good as the Rock or the Rockies. Rockies. They I probably think they would are. beat the Rockies. <laughs> um, but uh, they're not as good as the Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, who didn't South Carolina lose to LSU last night in the SEC tournament? Yeah, but we're still going to go to fucking Omaha. Omaha, that's it. Go. That's not how it goes. Yeah, go. Anyways, welcome back to the highlight. Episode 59. No idea. I ain't got a damn person in mind that drove the 59. Um, Richard Brickhouse. I know who you are. Michael McDowell. Did he? Apparently. Huh. I didn't know that. Apparently. Come on, come on. Get your good time on. Yeah, the last time (laughs) the 59 was ran was Michael McDowell. Was it a Ford? In a Chevrolet. I have no idea what that Daytona. Interesting. 2016. I tell you what, we got some uh, some whiskey and gingers here today. I'm gonna need some whiskey glasses. 
Because I don't want to remember that race. <laughs> that's what we should have done. It's that K-Love car. We're kind of... Oh, that's right. I don't know. It was 59. I thought it was a 95. That's right. Yep. Shout out Michael McDowell. Ooh. He about killed Ty Gibbs on Saturday. Son, was it Saturday? It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Um, He tried to murder Ty Gibbs. He should have done it. But, um, yeah, I'm uh, going on no sleep for the past almost 24 hours now. So uh, bear with me on this episode because I might stumble on my words, especially now that I'm starting to drink. He always does. Fuck off, you fucking bitch. Yep. That's why Nuggets are going to lose to the Heat in the finals. <laughs> the Heat might not even make the finals. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, you're probably- what's that? What's that mean? That little kid on the uh, on uh, social media. <gasps> bullshit. I don't know. Bullshit. The bullshit. But uh, bullshit. Yeah, you're full of bullshit. How was your weekend? Uh, worked all weekend. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I got a new trainee at work. My first trainee, my first official trainee. I've been training other people, but haven't been getting paid extra for it. Now I am. Um. So I kind of halted my uh, enjoyment, well, as much as I could get from the race on Sunday. I missed a few things during the off the race on Sunday night because, you know, I was working during that time. Well, I know, but, you know, I didn't get to see everything that happened. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty boring weekend, you know, just went to work, came home, fell asleep, went to work, came home, fell asleep, and watched some racing in between. Yeah. I was off all weekend, so... I uh I watched. Did you get off any? No. Damn. Well, it's I damn can't. shame. No. Well, it's okay. Mm. You gotta think about it. No, that I don't long? remember. Well, I mean, it's just so it happens so frequently. The days kind of run together. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So Saturday, watched a bunch of racing. Watched all the racing activity on Saturday. Watched the truck race. Watched the heat races. Um, watched uh. Indy 500 qualifying. Uh, then Sunday, watched Indy 500 qualifying for the fast guys and then the guys that were trying to race their way into the show because there was one that got bumped, ended up being Graham Rahal. Oh, did he got bumped? He did. Oh, damn. However, um, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Simon right? Pagano. No, Wilson. Grant Williams. Wilson. Wilson. I can't remember his first name, but. Wilson, Wilson, Justin. He, no, he's dead. No, the other one. That's wrong. Um, well, he, um, I apologize. Well, he is. I mean, you're not wrong, but he did die. But um, anyways, uh, what did he get hit in the head with the tire? I don't remember what happened. I think he was the one that went into the fence at uh, Las Vegas. But no, that was Dan Weldon. Yeah, you're right. Did Justin get, Wilson was poking up. But did, um, hey, I was right. But uh, anyways, Johnny Benson did what, win Rockingham 2002. I I know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, what's his name? Had a wreck in practice Monday, Wilson, whatever his first name was. So Wilson. Graham, Graham Rahal is going to be driving his car, um, uh, because he can't really get hurt. Talking about? I don't remember, but anyways, watch the, uh, all-star race on Sunday night and, um, kind of wish I didn't. Shit was boring. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot to be desired for sure. From what I did see. The uh, here's the thing I will say about it, and you know, everybody's been complaining all week about it, and you know what can be fixed? Is it the car? Is it just the track, North Wilkesboro? Um, what I will say is Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson. No idea who that is. 
He's any car driver. Yeah, he races. I, 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 I take took the words out of your mouth. But I think this All Star race coming back to North Wilkesboro was just the event was supposed to be the most important part. I know the racing at the end of the day is supposed to be the most important part, but the event killed as far as how it looked, the crowd. Um, I know the TV ratings were actually lower this year than it was uh, Texas last year, which is really hard to believe, but I'm not completely shocked because North Wilkesboro, Wilkes County, such a small market. So that was disappointing, but I think this just this gave some nostalgia back to old NASCAR fans that probably left the sport. Maybe when Dale Earnhardt Sr. died, maybe when um, you know Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Dale Jr. retired. They left the sport. It's kind of, hey, here you go. Uh, I think the event was an, a success as far as everything else goes. The racing product, yet yeah, it, it was not great. Hard to pass, uh, unless you're Kyle Larson on fresh tires at the uh, segment one. And, yeah, I mean, even Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddy made their way up there, too, on fresh tires. But after that first segment, it was really hard to hard to pass, really hard to pass. And uh, the guys just said the cars were just, you could barely get into the throttle. I mean, I remember Harvick saying it was plowing through, though. You, you couldn't even get full throttle at all that first stage. So uh, the cars were tough to drive, which, you know, we've we said on here that you need, the cars need to be hard to drive, and they were. But uh, the problem was they still couldn't. couldn't nobody could. Nobody's car was driving good except for Kyle's. Um, so – it was, it was disappointing as far as the racing product goes, but I, I still say that this weekend was a success. Just bringing North Wilkesboro back is a true, amazing story uh, from where it was four years ago. So I'm uh, trying to trying to take this this weekend with a with a with a grain of uh, grain of sand, salt, sand, salt, salt, sand, whichever one it is. It's it's salt. Is it? I think sand has grains too. It does, but that's not the. That's not. Well, that's my saying today, there, Riley. So, but anyways, I I I thought it was a great event, not a great race. I thought the truck race was pretty solid. Uh, I missed the first half of it because I was still sleeping, but uh, second half was pretty good. Uh, More passing in the truck series. Daytime is probably what a little more slicker track. Truck truck. uh, The trucks are a little more. Un, more unstable and more they're kind of easier the trucks are kind of easier to cars to drive at North Express so it's probably easier to pass that's why you saw the truck series be better than the cup race but overall I thought it was a it's an okay weekend uh, for, for all star racing anyways yeah I mean I agree I think the the event the nostalgia factor uh, the pre-race the uh, Daryl Waltrip in the booth with Larry Mack, that was good. Um, the truck race was good. The heat races were good. Um, the open was all right. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, the all-star race was just a stinker. And, and it, I don't know if it would have been... I, I, a lot of people are saying that Kyle Larson was the reason it wasn't entertaining. He was just so good. And, and that's definitely part of it. But I don't know if Kyle Larson ran 20th all day, if it would have been any different because, you know, yeah, he had an 11-second lead or whatever it was, you know, 
halfway through the race, but he uh, nobody was passing anywhere through the field unless they were getting let by because you just didn't have any tires left. I know Chris Buescher fell back, Brad fell back. Um, unless you were on up to a guy that had ran his tires off, you couldn't pass him. And you know it's it's unfortunate you you had a racetrack where you're running. 40 miles an hour in the middle of the corner and you still can't get to the guy in front of you um, because of just the arrow and the tire and the way that you shift in the middle of the corner. I know some people are shifting and um, it's just, you should, you should be able to manipulate the way you drive the car to, to pass people. Um, and you know, you shouldn't be able to just, arrow block a guy especially at a short track and i feel like that's what a lot of the issue was is that you just you couldn't get back to the throttle because it was tight in the middle of the corner and then once you got back to the court the throttle if you you know tried to drive too hard off you don't have any rear grip coming off so you can't ever catch up to the guy and it's it's just unfortunate that the short short track package and we'll talk about this a little later but it's unfortunate that the short track package ruined such a i won't say ruined a great event but put on such a poor race at an event that was um, as looked forward to as it was. And I, and I, I kind of suspected that something like this would happen. Uh, I think it was a little worse than I expected. I thought there'd be a little bit more passing, but it was just uh, nobody could get to anybody unless your name was, you know, Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace or Tyler Reddick. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, having a great meal at a restaurant and then the dessert just sucks. <laughs> uh, it's, it kind of reminds me of that. So, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see where they take North Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro or, and, or the all-star race going forward. We'll get into that later too. But, um, well, they said it on DBC that they would love to see an Xfinity race here. And I agree. Oh yeah. That'd be Xfinity great. Xfinity race there would be great. Yeah. Um, it's the best cars in NASCAR. Yeah. man, I would love to see a, Shoot, even a, a Gen 6 car here, yeah, that'd be that fun. race would be entertaining. Let's just, get the Gen 4 back. Yeah, well, that'd be the best. But <laughs> yeah, it's just something. Is that the next thing on the menu? Menu where we're eating? The uh, the short track package? Uh, I think so. Let me check real quick. I'm, uh, I'm ready to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Is okay. it... Uh, Short track package, the problem, or is it maybe the racetrack? Uh, definitely not the racetrack. Now, I will say this. Anybody that expected, you know, carnage of the all-star race had never watched the North Wilkesboro race because um, that that racetrack has historically been long green flag runs. One guy that hits on the setup laps the entire field. I think Neil Bonnet did it. I think uh, Jeff Bodon did, too. Uh, Jeff Bonnet, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bonnet. <laughs> is that? Anyways, Jeff Bodine. I know who that is. Yeah, but um, historically, this track is one that if you hit on the setup, you're going to be a lot faster than everybody else. And Kyle Larson did that this weekend. But um, usually there's passing elsewhere throughout the field maybe you're not as fast as the leader but you can still pass fifth for fourth or fourth for third or whatever um fourth but 
there was literally no passing this weekend, no. um, or at least in the all-star race itself. And, you know, that's just when all the cars are the same, you're got way too much downforce. Uh, the cars well, are actually I, I no, know you, that's not true because the, the short the short well, track listen, package has no it's quote, got less no, down it's got no still has since like the nineties. The, the problem is not rear downforce. The problem is no, the front downforce. Um because you can take all the rear downforce out of the car that you want if the front's still planted to the ground and you're the car is making aerodynamic grip. It doesn't make a ton of mechanical grip. If you're making all this aerodynamic grip, once you get behind somebody, guess what's going to happen? You lose the aerodynamic grip, and now you can't go fast. So it's 100% the car, um, and you you know that because all the short tracks suck. It would be different if it was just North Wilkesboro. Well, Richmond happened. was good. We we like Richmond. Richmond was better. Um, but you know, it's not. I mean, it is a short track, but it's it's not it's a fast short, short track. It's not a short track. It races more like an intermediate than it does a short track. It's a it's a mixture. Phoenix does the same. Well, um, Phoenix sucks no matter what. You and do. Phoenix wasn't great either. It was better than usual, but it wasn't great. Bristol last year was not great. Martinsville last two years have not been wow, great. Wow, I have. I'm shocked. The race wasn't great. It. I'm glad. I'm glad that my guy won, but it wasn't. <laughs> A great Bristol race. Nah, it was, I mean, it was it was better than better Martinsville, Martinsville or yeah. Richmond or Phoenix last year. But you love Richmond last year. The second Richmond race. Um, the second Richmond race was good. This one, Chris is trying to catch Harvick. Remember? Okay, fair. It's better than Phoenix. Richmond or has been the best short track by far with this new car. That's true. But but it doesn't, race right, like, except, it doesn't race like a short track. I'll give you that. But the uh, the only Richmond race the, the only Richmond race that I have not liked in this Gen Seven car was the first the spring race last year, and you liked it a lot. Mm. A lot of people didn't. Um, but the Richmond the second Richmond race was great, and the first Richmond race this year has been was damn really good too. Yeah, but but other than that, it's the short it's, tracks. Yeah, it's obviously the car. Um, way too much front downforce. They've been saying for years get the cars off the ground. We're not um, going to do that because of safety. I know, but get the cars off the ground. If you want to fucking slap them to the ground on the fast tracks, that's fine. But at short tracks, yeah, get the cars off the ground. Um, introduce a ride height rule. Um, or bring back a ride height rule. And uh, let these guys drive the cars. You know, the, the, the cars... Is too good. I know you said the trucks are easier to drive than the uh, cup cars. I don't believe that's true. Um, well, at short tracks, I think they are. I think the trucks are easy to drive. I think the truck and the cup car probably race very similarly. Um, based- I think the t- cup car is too tough, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the issue, like I said, is just the front of the car works too good by itself so when you get behind somebody and it doesn't work you can't go anywhere um you can shift so when the when you make a a mistake you just downshift and drive away from the guy um he's just and all the cars are exactly the same you know there's no difference in parts and pieces so you know you can't 
other than setup, you can't differentiate yourself from the field. You know, you could back in the day, like Gen 4 era, 90s era, when you built the car from scratch, you know, there was no influence on NASCAR. They just said, hey, it's got to, the car's got to have this much horsepower. The car's got to have this much downforce. Bring whatever you got. You had, and I say this every week, you had guys like Hutt Strickland show up to Darlington and dominate the race because they built a car that was capable of doing so. You, you don't, you're never going to get that now. You're never going to get a guy that builds the car and comes out here and, and shows that uh, he's got something for the bigger teams um, because they can't. And there's no leeway in the in the car. So everybody's bringing the same stuff to the track. And, you know, unless you hit on a setup that somebody else didn't hit on, you're just going to run where you run. That's why restarts are so important now. That's why Chris Busher, who was the fastest car in his heat by far, qualified on the outside, so he started second, fell back to the ninth, and he ran fifth to ninth all day until he ran his tires off, and then he finished 35th. But, you know, it's that's all car. That's not driver. Chris Busher's a great short track driver. It's probably where he's best. I don't know about great. He's good. I mean, he, he's pretty damn He good. won Bristol. He's I been know. fast at Richmond. I know. But he's only he, got one short track. He, was he can't one be throwing of, out great. I mean, come on. Is now. Ross Chastain a great driver? They have the same amount of wins. Uh, no, I wouldn't say Ross is a great driver. He's a very good driver. I would say Chris Buescher is in the top 10 of short track drivers right now. But that's a different point. He's closer to 10 than he is. Yeah, three. sure. Sure. But he's in the top 10. I'll give you that. Um, but, you know, when you have a guy like that, or you have a guy like Kevin Harvick, or you have a guy like Brad Keselowski, and they can't go anywhere, that's not... Because they they aren't good. Well, Brad went somewhere in the heat race. He just couldn't go nowhere in the yeah uh, in the uh, main event. But you know you have guys that are really good race car drivers, and RFK equipment has been the best Ford team all year. And they're yeah. So they're they're not in bad equipment anymore. You have two guys that are really good, and they can't go anywhere. You got Kevin Harvick who can't go anywhere. Who raced at a. Cars like uh, cars. You got Denny Hamlin who couldn't go anywhere. No. It's, it's not the driver, and it's not the track. So what is it? Yeah, I think it's kind of funny how uh, you know with the Gen Six car we said it was too soft. Like I mean, you could just barely touch somebody and cut their tire down. And we've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other, where I. This car, this Gen 7 car, is too tough. It just takes too much to move people out the way. It takes too much to, you know, beat and bang and, you know, do what you got to do to get a position if, if uh, you know, you want that position or a guy's fighting you really hard and you want to get by him. So uh, we've kind of gone from one end of the spectrum to the other, and uh, we got to find a, a middle ground here. Uh, I think it's the car. I agree. I don't think it's the track. I don't think it's the drivers. But I will say – uh you know, Kyle Larson drove his way from the back to the front. I've seen it. Uh, we'll we'll go through that here in a minute. Be kind of a side one. I've what what are, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I'm about to say I've, I've, you haven't seen Brad yet. No, that is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was about to show. Well, I've, 
Anyways, yeah, oh, I've seen Chris's too. Have- Chris is not as good as Brad's. It's green, but it's still pretty nice. But anyways, um, the short track package is the problem. I think it hasn't got fixed yet. I mean, we got we got evidence from from Martinsville. Uh, I know Richmond was good, but like you said, it's a fast short track. It doesn't drive like the other short tracks. I know we only have a few short tracks other than Richmond. We got Bristol and Martinsville, and now North Worksboro is the only other short tracks that we have on the circuit. If you can, if you don't consider Phoenix and Dover a short track, but um, so I I know it's a small sample size of races that we deal with these short track package. But like I said last year, short tracks are one of the most important areas to get right because that is what this sport was built on with short tracks and beating and banging. And if you don't get that right, there's a problem. Um. You know, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know exactly what the exact fix is. And um, North Wilkesboro, like you said, is it's a driver's track to where if one guy hits it, he'll dominate. That's kind of what you saw from Kyle Larson on Sunday night. Um, and he drove his way through the through the field. I know he had fresh tires, but I mean, if, if you hit the setup right, you can pass. Uh, but you got to be on the spot. Not if everybody hits the setup, though. That's true. But not everybody's going to hit that he's the He's the only one that did. Bubba, Tyler. Tires. I think they got up there because they didn't drive past everybody like the five did. They were second and third. Coming they were the eventually, but Kyle passed everybody in like six laps. It was not six laps. It felt like six it laps. It felt like six laps. He was flying. But I'm just saying it. it they took pretty much that whole run to I, get back I know, get I'm to just, the front. I'm just devil's advocate here. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. I mean, like you said, if you hit the setup right. Uh, it's kind of like um, it's like Martin Truex Jr. at Charlotte back in 2016. He hit that setup and nobody could touch him all race long. You have that Kyle Busch at Charlotte in 2018. He hit that setup and nobody could touch him. So you have that in NASCAR, and I'm, I'm for once I know it was a boring race. I know it was not what we lived up to, what it lived, what the expectations lived up to. But I will say. For one week to have multiple green-white checkers, multiple overtimes, multiple wrecks, um, it was kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Just It kind of took me back to an old-school NASCAR race. I'm not saying I want to see this every week, because hell no, that, if this was every week back in the 80s and 90s, nobody would NASCAR would not be where it is today. But, you know, you're going to have a stinker every now and then. I know it sucks. It's the all-star race. I know it sucks. It's North Wilkesboro. And it was the return of North Wilkesboro is a big, you know, event and a lot of hype around it. But, hey, shit happens. You know, super. you don't get a great Super Bowl every year. You don't get a great NBA Finals every year. You will this year. <laughs> you don't get the, you don't get, you know, a great MLB all-star game. You know, you don't get everything great no matter how big the event is you don't get it great every the time the all-star so. game the mlb all-star game is the best all-star game in sports I'll give you. but i'll give you that and i agree with you and i've said this before on this podcast that not every race is going to be the best race yeah. that you've ever seen yeah however i mean we got to think we got recency bias as well from two weeks ago really the past three weeks dover was pretty damn good well, it was okay dover was good good kansas, kansas was amazing was great. And Darlington was Darlington was good, decent, decent. And you know we yeah. go from these three. Now, if you'd have put North Wilkesboro before those three races, we'd have thought this race wouldn't have been probably as bad because the, the, the prob- first part, first first part of the year has not been that great. The problem is, 
Bristol, Martinsville, North Wilkesboro should not be your worst races of the year. I know. That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying. They, They should not be. Those three tracks, Bristol, other than other than the Daytona 500, the Bristol night race is probably the most looked forward to race by NASCAR fans. The Bristol it night for race. Um, it probably for me, my top five is the 500, the Bristol night race, Martinsville. No, Maybe the Southern 500. I'd say Southern 500, the Coke 600. 600, and then Martinsville. Okay. So well, I didn't know you were going in order, but the, the, the Bristol night race. Then Talladega is probably. And six. for this year, the all-star race at North Wilkesboro, probably your two look for most look forward to races among NASCAR, like hardcore fans. I'm not saying guys that watch 50 laps here, 100 laps here, maybe wa- might watch a race here or there. I'm talking about guys like me and Trent that watch every race who every weekend and, you know, love the sport. Those are the most look forward to races. And you, you can't bring a bad product to those races. You just can't do it. Yep. And unfortunately, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, this car was supposed to make racing better on the short tracks and road courses was supposed to make safety better to concussion and make um, costs go down. It has achieved exactly zero of those things. Now racing is better on intermediate tracks, which is good. I'm glad that Kansas and the Coke 600 probably be a great race this week. And uh, I wish we still go to Chicago land and you know, these, these tracks are better because those were what were boring back in the day, but the core fan base wants to see short track racing and wants to see short track racing the way it's supposed to be raced. If you go watch a late model race, that's the type of racing I want to see on a short track. I want to see close quarters beating and banging, move a guy out the way, maybe not a lot of cautions. I don't need cautions. I don't need wrecks, but I want to I want to see second place be able to overdrive the corner a little bit, get to the rear bumper, bump and run and move that guy out of the way, and then I want to see the guy that was leading who's now in second be able to get him back without wrecking each other. And the cars are too tough, they're too planted to the ground. If you like I said, if you hit somebody, it just pushes them forward. They don't move up out of the groove unless you fucking hit them. And then they just and then they down, wreck. Downshift a gear. Yeah, they if either you don't hit them hard enough. Yeah, they either downshift and grab a gear and drive away, or you hit them hard enough and they lose forty spots because they're up into the fence. So kind of what uh, Chase did to Chase. Yeah, there's no on Sunday night. There's no bump and run anymore. That's why Martinsville sucks. That's why North Wilkesboro wasn't good because in the in the chance they did get somebody, I mean, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was just, I think it was Joey was behind somebody. I mean, and he was beating the back bumper off that car, and it looked like it was on rails. It never moved. So no, it was Truex against Joey. Was that what it was? Yeah. So it's that's that's a no go. The tire is an issue. It's too wide. It's too much grip, and. um the horsepower is an issue, which we've been saying. These are all things we've been saying. So um, NASCAR is not going to change the car. It's going to cost too much money. Um, so we're just going to have to deal with it. Unless they can give more horsepower. 
Um, I think that would help it, but it's not a, I don't think that's going to, it's fix. not a permanent fix. It's not going to fix the issue. It's just kind of, it will be better. If they had a thousand horsepower, it would look better, sound better. If they had a thousand horsepower this weekend, this race would have been better. Oh yeah. There's no question. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but they have to do something because these races are all bad. I mean, it's predictable. It's mm. going to be bad. The Bristol night race is going to be bad. Just, there's nothing, there's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, coming back to your point. The, the best, the best, uh, tracks with this new car is a mile and a half. That sounds great and all, but there's only one mile and a half race that matters. And that's this weekend, the cookies under the rest of the mile and a half races could be dog shit every year. And nobody could really care. I mean, it was like that for years. Um, Coke 600, a lot of times, was not good. But still, we had fucking six, seven million people watch every week. The 616 might have been the worst race I've ever seen. And I was there. Yeah. I'm 18 to 1 and 18. I know I wasn't there, but that one was pretty bad, too. But, uh, no, or was it 17? It might have been 17. No, it was 18. Um, anyways, the one that Austin won? No, the one that Kyle dominated in that white M&M's. Oh, yeah. yeah that one. He fucking dominated. Um, but. Yeah, short tracks are what a lot of these core fans look forward to. It's what we've been, it's what we've grown up on. You know, I remember um, I would get way more excited as a kid, um, the spring Martinsville race, than I would any other track other than the Daytona 500 up until the the Bristol night race, probably. I mean, that was that was the race I, was, I looked forward to the most. One because I mean, yeah, Jeff Gordon was amazing there, but and he was my guy. But it was also great racing. Um, so I, the NASCAR is just uh, uh, this car is just not good where it needs to be. And I'm not saying I want the mile and a half to suck again, uh, but I think the short tracks are more important than the mile and a half to be good. Like I said, we've had mile, we've had stinkers at mile and a half for years, and we still have. We still kept a lot of fans because we kind of expected it. Short tracks is what made the sport, what built the sport. You have to get these short tracks fixed uh, with the racing goes uh, because that, like I said, that's the most important thing in NASCAR um, other, than, other than the Daytona 500 and maybe Talladega. And, you know, even their restrict, uh, restricted plate or what well, not, they ain't got a restricted plate anymore, but the pl- uh, super, super speedway, speedways. yeah are not good either. So, you know, NASCAR is, the cars are hurting, hurting the industry more than they know it. I think, um, because if you put on great races at these short tracks and, uh, and super speedways, I think NASCAR being a better place right now. And, um, we'll just have to see where it goes, see what they do. But I, I think they realize there's a problem. They have to at this point. It's been this because you know last year you say a, a small sample size. You know you had Richmond who some like people some people like you liked it. The second Richmond race was good. Then you had the Bristol Night race and both Martinsville races were not great. So that's three races. Oh, three third races. That's not a beat. We'll change it up a little bit this year. They'll be better. Martinsville wasn't much better, if at all. Richmond was still pretty good. Bristol Dirt, which I don't even count, but you know whatever. Now this race was not good, so we're at, we're getting more and more data to the sample data. size, whatever <laughs> data. Check that for data. Uh, that the short track package, last year's, 
version and this year's version is still not good enough to the standards that NASCAR should hold uh, this car to short tracks. So uh, we'll just see what happens. We will. All right, y'all, thank y'all for listening. I'm going to sleep. We're going to eat Mexican. We still got 90% of the show. <laughs> so, as far as uh, the All-Star race going forward, where do you think should it stay in North Wilkesboro? You know, where where do you think it should go moving forward there, Riley? Uh, my answer may surprise you. I don't think the All-Star race should stay at North Wilkesboro. I think North Wilkesboro should get a points-paying event. I think it should. After that, Joe? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's because it can only get better. I think a longer race there. I'd be surprised. I think a longer race there would be more conducive. I think a points-paying event would be more conducive to good racing. And I think I think the short track package will get better over time. I do believe that NASCAR will eventually give these cars more power, at least in the short tracks. Um. I think overall, but I think at least at the short tracks, they're going to get more power eventually. Um, and, you know, I think I think the race will get better the more you go there uh, because the cars, the, 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 the teams will figure the, the car out and they will, it will allow more cars to be competitive um, and, and the tire fall off not to be so severe. But doesn't that kind of go into your point where if everybody, like I said, one person hits the setup, you'd be like, well, everybody hits the setup. Yeah, I'm saying if everybody hits the setup, they'll they'll all run the same lap times. It's, that's fair. But I think over the long run, over a you know 400-mile race or a... It goes back to the fucking tires, man. It goes what I'm, sa- what I'm saying is, is if, if... If you can save tire and be fast at the end of a run and and make green flag pit stops the strategy will be more important and i love strategy racing so i think that race a points paying race with a it could be like a richmond with a year. with a 200 lap final stage you know maybe the first if you're running a 400 lap race there which is possible if you're running 400 laps there first uh, hundred one stage first hundred first hundred and then 200 First hundred, first hundred, yeah. second hundred, second hundred, <laughs> first hundred, first stage, second hundred is your second stage, and then you have a 200 lap third stage to go to the finish. That last 200 laps, you could, I don't know what the fuel mileage is there, but you could probably split that. You could probably almost make it. I don't know if you could run 200 laps. With that much all throttle time? Yeah, you, all those guys you were, may probably. be able to make that. Um, on fuel, but I don't know about tires. You're though. not There's making no that on time. You can make it on so tires. the strategy on that last 200 laps is going to be amazing. If um, you don't get caught, so I think they should get a 400 lap, at least one. I think they should. It should replace. Well, I think Bristol should get two dates, um, but they should both be concrete. But I think if if Bristol's only going to have one concrete tra- or a race, I think a spring race at North Wilkesboro. I'm telling you, would be great. Take the dirt off Bristol and go left or go the back. Go right. Go right at Bristol. I don't give a shit as uh, long as it's on concrete. But, but I think North Wilkesboro should get a points paying event. Um, I think um I think a longer race would benefit that track. Um I'm gonna be consistent with what I've been saying for years. I think they should do what every other sport does. I think they should go to a different track every year for the all star race. Um 
maybe not talent. Fuck, why not? Talladega. Talladega would be a hell of an all-star no, race. No, I don't Are you telling me no stages, no nothing, give me 100 laps at Talladega? Why not? Would that take away one of the Talladega races? No. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't need that. You don't need it, but if, if it's... It's an all-star race. No points are on the line. I, I think they train the whole time till the end. I don't. Well, Pay- they might not. I don't know. But I just don't... I don't want to see a super speedway. Like, I don't want Atlanta. And that's what I'm afraid of. They're going to do I'm next year. I'm fine with that. It, no. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm not saying... An if, all-star race should be a track where do you it think, takes more than just luck to win the damn thing. I, I know think, luck is involved in the I think, race. I know I that. Think the, I think the all-star race should be more luck than regular season racing. Because it's... I just don't need that. It's not, it's not a race for points. I... I think they try harder to win that, especially if because you know the also race. Say they tried harder to win the also race. Maybe not. because so, obviously nobody I, else did except for Kyle Larson on Sunday. What I, what I will say is, if you show up at Talladega for an All Star race and you've got the top twenty cars, and then you've got two guys that get in from a heat, and then you got yeah, how are you gonna do heat races at Talladega? And then you got one guy that makes it for a van uh, vote. You got 23 cars. Guess what? If Noah Gragson's in the race, he can win the race. So he's going to try to win the race. I get that. but Anybody in the field can win the race. Do a, Give me a, I don't know, give me 100 laps, give me 75 laps, whatever you want to do at Talladega, and let those motherfuckers go out there and race. The next year, you go to Bristol. The next year after that, you do a road course. The next year after that, you take it somewhere NASCAR might even run, might not even run. Go to fucking Japan. <laughs> Why not? Why go to I'd fucking? I'd be more fun with that. Go to goddamn uh, circuit to Paul Ricard in France. Go to fucking, which they would never do. But um, go to fucking Canada. Go to Mexico. Go, just go. I don't care. I think they should go to a different track every year. I'm not saying every track deserves an All Star race, but it should not be. At Charlotte every year, it should not be at North Wilkesboro every year. It should not be at Bristol. It should not be at Martinsville every year. There's not a track that deserves it every year. I think if you take the All Star race to a market that doesn't usually get the All Star race, it will be a more important event. Especially if you take it to a track like Dover that only has one race that deserves more than one race. I think if you go to Dover, they pack that house for an All Star event. So, two two things here. Super Speedways would be the last thing on my list I'd want the All-Star Race to be at because there's no points on the line, and we talk about costs all the time on this show. Why are you going to go to a damn track that literally to win a invite, million dollars? invites costs? To win a million dollars. That's... If you wreck, if if Hendrick Motorsports with Chase Elliott wins the All-Star Race at Saldega, but Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, William Byron wrecking the process... He ain't coming out on top. That million dollars ain't nothing. That sucks. Don't wreck. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the All-Star Race, for as far as there's no points on the line, you don't need more carnage in another race like that, especially with half the field cut to a in half like that on a well, super speedway. You're I just have, don't want to see that. You're going to have less idiots. But you have one big wreck early on. It's going to be like seven cars left. The rest, 80 laps. That's going to be terrible. You, know, be- you don't want that. It would be better than what we saw this weekend on the track. I don't know about that. I do. No. Seven cars on a super speedway? That's like fucking 
practice that's, that's, back in the day. That's fair, but it's still. But I'm, what I'm going to say is, like I said, Super Bowl would be the last thing on my list. And two, I think they should go to North, North Wilkesboro one more time next year. I think they should come back to the All-Star Race next year for North Wilkesboro. And if they've learned from their mistakes with this package, and get it better and show have a better product next year, then I think they can go out and make North Wilkes for a points-paying race in two years. And then two years down the line, I think you can go to Chicagoland. Listen here, we got a blueprint now. For tracks that were left for dead, you can go back to them now. North Rockingham. Rockingham, Chicagoland. Any fucking far, far away land. Greenville Pickens Speedway. <laughs> please, please do that. So, I think they need to go back to North Wilkesboro next year because I the race product just wasn't good enough this year to to show me that that this car can put on a good race at a four. I, I get what you're saying with the 400 laps if they put on a 400. It probably would be better. You know, there'd be more strategy. You know, more tire strategy, fuel strategy, all that stuff. You know, cautions could, you know, and there's 40 car or 36 cars out there instead of 23. Yeah. So you have more, uh, a chance to have more intense racing and, you know, lap traffic and all that stuff. I get that. But I just want to see one more year with North Wilkesboro. Make sure, like I said, we've said for years, the first year of a new track, new configuration, it always is. It's always, high, it's always a, a good one it, 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 as far as attendance goes and all that stuff. The second year is where you really see if people really care about that event or about that track. So I want to make, uh, and I know uh, Wilkes County is probably the most intense NASCAR fan base per capita in the country um, as far as fans to actual people in the county. But I still want to see it one more year. If they don't go back to North Wilkesboro, like I said, I'd like to see them go to Rockingham, which won't happen next year, but go to fucking Nashville Fairgrounds. You know, I know NASCAR is still trying to get that track you know, full where they can do, you know, Nashville Super Superfuel and Nashville Fairgrounds for, you know, Cup and Xfinity and Trucks. Shit, I think um, Gateway would be a good all-star race. It would. It would. I want a, tra- I want a track with lights. And Talladega ain't got no lights. Dover ain't got no lights. I want I want a track. I want all-star race to be a night race still. That's one thing we cannot lose with the all-star That's race. Fair. We've lost so many night races. I didn't races. think about that. That's fair that we need the All-Star race to be at night. Every other All-Star game is at night. So the All-Star race needs to still be at a track that's got lights. So um, I like it to, to stay one more year and then maybe kind of, like I said, build this blueprint to where we can go to Chicagoland again, Rockingham, no, National Fairgrounds, and then well, you know go from there. As far as, and this is the last thing I'll say on the subject, but as far as the All-Star race goes, I don't think... It needs to be at your most prestigious tracks. I don't think it needs to be at, oh, we can only race it at these select few tracks. I think if they want to take it to Phoenix, if they want to take it to Richmond, if they want to take it to Dover, New Hampshire, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I like I like the night race I, or thing you said. I think it should be a night race, but I don't think it should restrict that from being um, an event that they take everywhere. Now, I'm saying there probably are some tracks out there that don't that shouldn't get it, uh, but I think if you move it around, it will be a 
it'd be a hotter ticket because if it's at if the All Star race is at Charlotte and then the Coke Six Hundreds at Charlotte the next weekend, and, and you're a blue collar guy like you or me, and you can only afford to go to one race, what race are you going to go to? The Six Hundred. You're going to go to the Coke Six Hundred. But if you've got the All Star race at Dover and you've only got one point to pay in a race, and then you've got the All Star race and they're spread out by a couple months, you might be able to afford to go to both of those. You have to move over from the spring. Or you'd move the All-Star race to fucking late summer or something. Because Dover was three weeks ago. That's fair. But, you know, you can do I that. what you're saying. You though. can do stuff like that. I mean, you can modify the schedule. Um, but I think, I don't think any, I think maybe if you want to keep it at the same track for two years, that's fine. We go here for two years. We'll go here for two years. Then the next track for two years. That's fine. Don't if you don't rotating, if you don't want to do it every year, yeah. but I don't think it should be Charlotte every year or North Wilkesboro every year. Or, I think if it needs, I think a a all star race needs to be at a track that you also race at. Yeah, go race at Millbridge. <laughs> That you also race at for points. Where's the shot? Um, either that or, I, yeah, I, I'll say that. I think that you the 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 all star race should not be at a racetrack that does not also have a points paying race. So, if they're going to race it at, I get what you're Charlotte. Saying. Charlotte should have an oval race and the all star race. If they're going to race it at Dover, Dover should get the all star race and its date. It should not just be like, oh, well, you're getting the all-star race, so you're not going to get a points-paying race. I get that. The only, the only thing I would say against that is for like tracks like North Wilkesboro that hasn't been run in years, you know, you want to, you know, all-star race is a good little practice to make sure that track is still, Rockingham, I'd be fine with. Yeah. If it's an old track they're bringing back, yeah. that's fine. Do all-star race, uh, test it out, test other the Other than Chicagoland. I think they could race yeah, in they Chicago could race Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, I mean, they rate, when the last time they raced there, 2019? Yeah. That was four years ago. That track's still fine. I Kentucky, mean, even. I think if they took it to Kentucky, Jesus, fucking no. race at Kentucky. I no. think this car would be fine at Kentucky. It'd be better in Texas. Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, fucking, we could race around our damn neighborhood. Kentucky's fun tech. on racing, though. Yeah, I bet that's a. I bet that damn car. No matter what you drive, not racing. It's a pain in the ass in turns one and two. One and two sucks. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, fuck, I, Texas Kentucky, is fun on I racing. Kentucky and Texas have the same amount of hate for me as far as turns one and two goes. I hate both of those. I think, I think, now this is hot take I'll say about Texas. I think if turn three and four was the same as one and two, it would be better. Well, no shit. That was old Texas. No, one and two is, I'm saying if three and four was shaped like one and two, it would be better than Texas right now. Why? Because you wouldn't be going so fast into one and two because of your speed around three and four. It would race more. It would race more like. Darlington. Oh, wouldn't you? I don't know. It would race more like. Richmond. Yeah, it'd be more like that. Like it's a, it's a short track kind of banking, but it's bigger. I think they just need to get just. Go back to old Texas. I think they need to tear it down and build a short track. Yes. I think they need to build. Well, that's what we're doing with Auto Club, which I kind of hate. Maybe. They are. 
Well, anyways, know. what's next on the list? Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Bubba <laughs> Daryl Wallace Jr. The th- <laughs> who's number one? Go, You're number one. Go back where you came from. Yeah. So uh, there's um there's a lot to 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 digest with this with this whole thing. So so Bubba all weekend, you know, was not the fan favorite at North Wilkesboro for sure. Got probably the most boos out of anybody. Um, at the truck race, he was getting booed as Kyle Larson was, you know, doing his victory lap. Cause I don't think he did a burnout in the truck series when he won. Um, entered driver introductions on Sunday, got booed, kind of did the old crying face, some, you know, gesture like Kyle Bush did at Chicago Land when he dumped Kyle Larson back in 2018. And, um, Bubba, to his credit, ran great all in both races. Uh, I mean, truck race, he didn't really have a... I think he finished like third or something, second, third. Um, Didn't have the third, second, third play best car, but uh, pit strategy kind of held uh, a lot of him to get to the front. And other than Larson, uh, he was able to hold on for the most part. Um, In the all-star race, he ran second. He was the best car other than Kyle Larson, who's clearly the best car. So he did a great job as far as racing wise goes and driving goes. But a few instances, you know, you had uh, a heckler on his radio after the race is after Bubba got out of his car here. Go ahead. So he said, uh, there was two of them. I think it's two separate guys or it's one guy changed his voice. I don't know, but I listened to it and I got the quote here. He goes, um, go back where you came from. You asshole. You're not wanted in NASCAR. Um, it might have been the same guy, but I think it was. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> that is that's not just wrong. dumb. Yeah, it's that, dumb. That's stupid. I don't like Bubba either, but that's stupid. Um, it's uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. It's that's the stigma NASCAR fans have. Um, is that we're all racist rednecks that down in the South that, you know, just want it to be the good old boys that, you know, grew up doing it. And that's just not the right, that's not the right mindset. If, if, if that's the way you think more power to you, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but to go on somebody's, To go on somebody's radio and 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 say, and I'm not saying that these people even believe what they're saying or meant it in any way other than to fuck with him, which is likely, um, which is stupid to do because it was still after the race and he was five, five yeah. minutes after the race. Yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> I mean you shouldn't say it anyway. Yeah, it's but it's it's bad timing. It's dumb. It's just dumb. It it puts a black eye on NASCAR and it and it fuels the the fire. It fuels the the critics and the the liberal mindset of everyone is racist and and this that and the third. And I'm of the mindset that most NASCAR fans aren't racist. Now I'm sure there's some out there, but there's racist basketball fans and football fans and people probably think we're racist probably think we are (laughs) but you know it's it's 
in in situations you have to be more and these guys were probably drunk and you know just trying to be funny and trying to impress their friends and this that and the third well my thing is they're drunk how the hell did they get on that get through to bubba like yeah that's wild it I know it's public communication yeah, but, on one, but that's still. But, well, what I'm trying to say work. is, is like, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's a, a big deal. Like as far as like, if I was Bubba Wallace, I would not really give a fuck. Um, but still, you have to be more cognizant of of what you're saying who you're saying it to where you're saying it and what impact that's going to have you have to just shut the fuck up sometimes like what are you would you say that to bubba's face no if 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 bubba was standing if you were walking down the street and bubba wallace came out you'd probably say oh hey bubba wallace i'm a huge nascar fan I don't nice like to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you. I don't root for you, but holy oh, yeah. shit, that's Bubba Wallace. You wouldn't even say I don't root for you. Just be like, I'm a yeah. nice, nice to meet you. But you wouldn't say what you I said. I get a picture. Yeah, you wouldn't say what you said. Yeah. Now, it's it's just dumb. Like I said, it just puts a bad bad taste in, in everybody's mouth. Now, do I think it's probably going to be blown out of proportion? Do I think that the media is going to use this and perpetuate an argument that is probably um, not true. Sure. Uh, but as a person, you have to think about what your words and what how your actions are going to affect people, whether they're right, wrong, or not. You have to think about, is what I'm going to say going to get out there and shine a bad light on me, on my people, on on the event? You have to think about that. Just and, ask Kyle Larson. Yeah, and, and these and these folks, and I don't think Kyle Larson. Nobody uh, thinks Kyle Larson's racist, but well, I think there's people that still do. Probably, I, maybe, but I don't think Bubba Wallace thinks Kyle Larson's racist. Um, I don't think Kyle Larson's racist. I don't think the guys that said these words today or or Sunday. Are racist. I think they're just trying to be funny and impress each other and say, hey, watch this. Look what I can do. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just it's just dumb. And it's unfortunate because, like I said, we we as NASCAR fans get a bad stigma of being the racist people. You know, you, you think about the noose pull down uh, garage lever thing a couple years ago. Um, whenever anybody is critical Whenever anybody is critical of Bubba Wallace, you automatically get brand, uh, get branded as racist, and it's because of people doing things like this that give them ammunition to say, "Well, look at whatever everybody else has done. Look what look what this guy said on Bubba's radio, or look at this tweet that somebody sent to Bubba Wallace." If you if you are against Bubba Wallace, you don't like Bubba Wallace as a driver, you must be racist because look of, at this evidence. Look at these people on his radio. Look at these tweets. Look at this, that, and the third. So it's difficult to be critical of Bubba Wallace because of jackasses that get on his radio and say stupid shit. So now when I am critical of Bubba Wallace for throwing the middle finger up, which I'm about to be, when I'm critical about him doing that, it's 
Nobody's going to listen to what I say, the content of what I say. They're going to think that I'm racist, just like this guy that got on his radio. So it makes it difficult to be critical of him. So if you are critical of him, like I, I, this guy probably is, he probably doesn't like Bubba Wallace, but it takes away the merit of his argument when you say stupid shit like that. So that's really all I've got to say about it. I got a, a lot to say on, on this, and then you know we'll get into what Bubba did also because you know Bubba is not completely innocent, not in that situation, but we're going to get to his uh, little uh, post-race thing um, that has been talked about. So I agree with almost everything you're saying. It, uh, it, it's never right to do what, what these guys did. Not Like I said, I think I agree with you. I think it was a joke. I'm um, just trying to be cool in front of their friend or just, you know, drunk. You know, when you're drunk, you know, I'm, I guarantee these guys were probably, this guy was probably drunk. You know, you're not thinking completely um, uh, accurately and how you probably should think, you know, um, we know experience on that, but uh, as far as that goes, but, you know, it was just stupid, man. It was, it was just not needed in this sport. And I know you have have some of these things a lot go on and in other sports like you know but here's the thing you really don't hear other sports with other fans um get as much criticism as we nascar fans do with 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 stuff like this you know nba fans nfl fans they say shit that is probably very similar to this in football and basketball games baseball games but they never get talked about as much as as nascar fans do um and that's a problem, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not defending this guy at all. I'm not de- trying to de- defend what he said, but it's just the truth. You know, when, when something like this happens, NASCAR, they'll get the headlines for it because that's what we're, that's what NASCAR fans are, are profiled as being redneck, Southern, Southern white people. And uh, with the climate of this country in this world, that's not the best best um demographic to be in right now because if you disagree with anybody that is a minority you're considered racist so it was wrong it doesn't need it doesn't belong in this sport like i said i'm not saying it it was right or justified by what he said it was stupid um and like you said it takes away from bubba's actions because bubba is not a perfect human being not like not every nobody in this world is perfect everybody makes mistakes but it seems like um, when it comes to this type of stuff, the certain amount of people cannot do any wrong and the other type of people cannot do any right. And that's just the climate we live in today. So it doesn't need to be in this sport. Um, it was not right by what he said. Like like, I, like you said, he's probably just trying to be funny, trying to get in Bubba's head or whatever, trying to you know get one last little dig in because you know he got booed all weekend and you know who he ran great and i'm sure he probably didn't like that you know um so he's just trying to be an idiot i mean that's an idiotic uh move by what but what he did um it doesn't belong in the sport but um there's two sides uh to the coin here as far as um bubba because uh he did something that i think not enough people are talking about um do you want to go ahead and and get into that. Sure. So on uh, on Sunday after the race, he uh, 
he was having an interview with Jamie Little and he did the whole I'ma scratch my beard with my middle finger up, throwing up a middle finger and you know he held it for like half a second. Yeah, he he did he didn't he didn't just do that. I mean it was a Yeah. And then and but so at first we thought might somebody might have been heckling him. That's what the, the, the consensus was. Somebody's heckling him, so he's throwing his middle finger up. Comes out that NASCAR saying that it was actually a buddy of his that was some, talking some shit or something. Nobody knows what was going on, but it was a buddy. So he was kind of you know doing that to his buddy. Maybe his buddy was trying to distract him, whatever, make him look like an asshole on TV, whatever. Something that I would do. Uh, but the the issue is... You know you're on TV because Jamie Little's talking to you, asking you a question. And you just got to have better wherewithal than to throw up a fucking a middle finger. Now, do I think that he should have been penalized or anything? No, I don't I don't I don't think NASCAR should penalize him because uh, they didn't penalize Chase Elliott when he threw up middle fingers at Darlington. They didn't penalize Josh Berry. They didn't penalize whoever the Christian Eckes. They hadn't penalized anybody that has ever used that middle finger. Now, do I think they should have? No. Do I think they should penalize Bubba? No. Do I think Bubba should have done it the way he did it? No. Uh, it's just, it's on character for him. You know, it's, this is the type of thing he does. This is why he's unliked by a lot of NASCAR fans. It's not because, like we were talking about earlier, it's not because of the color of his skin. It's because of the way he operates as a human being um when things don't go his way this is what is just blasphemy to me so i watch black flags uh, matters video about this and he loves it he loves the way bubba's acting right now so uh bubba comes out driver introductions and he does the kyle bush wipes the tears and all that and he's playing up to the booze and whatever which is fine but it's hypocritical because bubba wallace is the one that literally cries when things don't go his way. When he wrecks or when he runs bad or when he finishes second at Michigan, he he's crying on national television because he things did not go the way he wanted them to. He's the one that does this. Now, so he's gotten better as far as that goes. Like he didn't cry after the All-Star race finished second. That's, but, go, but go ahead. That's that's fair. He's but, getting better. But he's the person that does that. He's yeah. the one that complains. Yeah. He's the He's that guy. And we criticized Kyle Busch for years for doing this. And, he didn't cry on national television, and, but he would give short answers, not give them. Sometimes he'd just fucking walk away. Yeah, but Kyle Busch wouldn't. I understand. I'm just and saying. That's my problem that's what with I'm Bubba Wallace. If Bubba Wallace was Kyle his, Busch should get more of the benefit than Bubba Wallace does because yes. he's run up front more. Kyle, Kyle Busch won races. Bubba Wallace has two career wins. One of them's rain shorten. One of them is a rain shorten win at Talladega, and the other one is a. I could have won in that car, fucking Las Vegas. Okay, uh, or Kansas. Kansas. Um, but okay, now Kyle you can't win that car. Uh, Kurt Busch won that race in that's, that car. That's, it was still the twenty three car. It's still, but, but it we saw how good number. the Toyotas were. I'll get you. I'll give you. I'll give you that. It's what I'm saying. Now, granted, he did win the race, so I'll give the man credit. He's not the worst driver on an NASCAR circuit, like a lot of people say he is. However. It's not the best either. And he needs to figure that out because he's acting like he is. He's acting like he 
has all this, you know, respect and he's got all this authority um, that he just doesn't have. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just a dumb move. I think it's on character for him. He's childish. He's emotional. He thinks too much with emotion. And um, this was an emotional thing that he just didn't think about. He needs to use his, his, his brain for, for something else other than to hold his ears apart. Um, it's, uh, it's just dumb. And, you know, it's, like I said, it makes it difficult to credit. The other thing makes it critical, harder to criticize what he's doing now uh, because everybody's just talking about what was said on his radio and not talking about the stupid shit that Bubba says or does. And, um, you know, Bubba's a good enough race car driver to to win races and have fans. He should be more popular than he is. Um, the reason he's not popular is not because he's a black man. It's well, not it, well, NASCAR standards. He's popular. He's probably the most popular NASCAR driver outside of NASCAR. Yeah. Um, mainstream media loves him, but what I'm saying is he should be more popular inside of NASCAR because he's a good enough driver. He races on a team that's popular and he drives. He he's up front often. I mean, he wrecks a lot is why he's not up there in points, but he's contending for wins. Um, there's no reason why every every NASCAR fan should hate him other than he's got a terrible personality. He's got a terrible personality. And I like the fact that he's a NASCAR because it gives us something to talk about. And, you know, if this video finds its way to TikTok or YouTube, it'll probably be one of our most viewed videos because he's polarizing. Um, but it's just dumb. And, you know, it, it, it reminds me of... Uh, I don't, I don't even know who to compare it to in, in football or their basketball, but there's, but there's those players out there like, you know, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, who's polarizing and he gets a lot of talk, even though he doesn't really do anything. You know, he's playing a couple championships because LeBron came back and, you know, he's, he's talked about cause he teamed up with KD and all this stuff, but he doesn't really do a whole lot other than make waves. And and that's Bubba Wallace. Um, if he would just shut the fuck up, get in his car and drive, and say, "Hey, it doesn't matter what other people think. Doesn't matter what other people do. I'm gonna sit in my race car and I'm gonna go as fast as I can. And if I win, great. If I finish second, great. It is what it is. Uh, but he just doesn't do that. And it and it's immaturity, and it's emotional, not logic. So, um. I mean, that's that's Bubba Wallace. That's what we've come to expect with him. My issue with what he did is I understand that NASCAR has never really fined anybody recently with Chase Elliott, Christian Eckes, Josh Berry for flipping the bird off. The problem is they are not getting interviewed when is the most important time to straighten up and talk to the camera and get your emotions in check and to thank everybody that you need to thank? It is after a race or after whatever happened when our fucking TV reporter is right there with a camera right there. Chase Elliott just got wrecked. 
when he got dumped at Darlington by Kyle Busch. He gave him the bird. There was no there was no camera near him. Now, obviously, I know he knows that there's cameras all around the track, and there's probably there's going to be a camera that catches it. But he's not getting interviewed at that moment. He's not thanking his sponsors at that moment. Same thing with Josh Berry, Christian Eckes, all of them. Literally, uh, who was in, who was interviewing him? Jamie. Jamie Little was literally talking as he did it. Was was starting the interview on camera as he did that. Let me ask you something: If Ross Chastain does that, are we giving him the same benefit of the doubt? No, we are not. And that is my problem with Bubba Wallace. You you can do that when you get out the car and there's not. Jamie Little or Regan Smith or Josh, whoever that uh, that Sims. Josh Sims is standing right beside you. If they're not standing right beside you, do that. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But you got a TV camera right there, live feed, Jamie Little interviewing. You know it's going to go on broadcast TV, and you still do something stupid like that. And I get it, it's a joke. And he's just messing around with his friend. Wait till it. Wait till the cameras are off. Wait till wait before wait till before she starts the interview to do that shit. That's a terrible time to do that. That makes your sponsors look terrible. Makes you look terrible. And I'm not just saying if Chase Elliott did this, I would have the, I would have a problem with that. Okay, it doesn't matter who you are. You cannot do that during a live interview when you know it's going to go on broadcast TV. So I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying a fine should have been in the works, but I think something should have happened. You know, you can't. I mean, when a f- fucking other sports NBA players get fined at press conferences for cussing when they're on, you know, on especially during the playoffs and you know big time moments, they get fined for cussing. Bubba Wallace flipping the bird is saying "fuck you" in front of a camera. Is what he is saying. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to make a bigger deal of it of what it is, but we can't go around and comparing this shit to Chase Elliott and all these other guys who just get out of their cars, just got wrecked. All these other guys got wrecked. Bubba Wallace finished fucking second in the all-star race. And he did that. With a reporter standing right there, talking as the interview started. How stupid can you be? That's why NASCAR fans don't like Bubba Wallace. And people can't get that through their fucking mind. It's not, it has nothing to do with the, the uh, color of his skin. It's his attitude. It's why I hated Kyle Busch for years. It's why I still really don't like Kyle Busch, but he's matured. And I get, I like that Bubba Wallace has gotten more cocky in the way that he don't, you know, cry after finishing second like he did last year. But doing this shit, I don't care about doing the 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 cry baby tears on the stage before the race. But you can't fucking flip the bird in front of a camera after a race when you finish second. It's not the same when you get wrecked when there's not a fucking TV camera and reporter right there beside you. It's not the same. I want to make that very clear. I'm not saying you should get fined, but something should be done because that is unacceptable. Finish second in the race and you do that shit. And I'm sure I'm going to get called a racist for it, for saying that. But I think it was over the line. And I know 
you know, every other, you know, NASCAR social media person is, oh, it's not a big deal. We see other people do it. It's not the same. I don't think it's the same. I think it makes your sponsors, it makes 2311, makes Michael Jordan, makes Denny Hamlin look kind of bad. Makes yourself look bad. Makes Columbia look bad. I don't care if it's for half a second. It it still looks bad. You can't compare it to other things. And, you know, I'm not going to say any more about it because I'll get even more in the weeds. But um, I didn't like it. I don't mind the pre-race stuff. You know, if I got booed, I'd probably do something like that, too. But you can't flip the bird on a live interview. And uh, it's just not getting talked about enough. And uh, people got to stop comparing it because he's Bubba Wallace. If Ross Chastain does it, we're not, we're not, everybody else not having the same reaction. I don't think. If Kyle Bush does it, I don't think we're having the same, we're not having the same reaction. But it's Bubba, and he's, uh, he can, uh, he can be bubble wrapped sometimes. I don't think he should in this, in this situation. Sorry, I went in right there. <laughs> boy. Attaboy. 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 So, uh, Attaboy this week. Attaboy. What do you got? My, uh, Attaboy is going to go to NASCAR. Okay. Just the weekend and the experience that they, that the, the work they did to make North Worksboro come back to, to lot to life. Um, I know the, the the main event, the main course, the dessert wasn't the best product we've seen, but NASCAR can only do so much with that other than you know with the car. But as far as the the track goes, the venue, the way it looked, even Fox did a great or Fox did a great job um, shooting it. I had some good had some good bits on it before you know everything with the open and the. In the all-star race i thought it was just a great weekend for nascar overall as far as just the way it looked it just looked professional you know we, i haven't been able to say that about fox and nascar in a while it just looked good it it, it uh, i had no complaints other than clint boyer you know in the booth he kind of had some <laughs> had some problems here and there but um i think nascar and hold just did a great job i know it took a lot of work for them to get north Wilkesboro back to uh, NASCAR Cup racing conditions. Um, I got to give him an attaboy because I know we shit on him a lot and uh, we shit on him already on this episode, you know, tell him to fix the short track package. But um, as far as the way the atmosphere, you know, getting, uh, getting this event together and doing the event outside of the racing product, it was a great, great, great weekend. So attaboy NASCAR. I agree. It's good. It's a good one. Um, mine's going to go to somebody that you're probably going to give the you can't do that too. Um, I'm gonna give mine to Bubba Wallace, that a boy this week. Uh, it's gonna be for his effort in the truck series. Uh, that was really impressive uh, to see um, how he uh, raced with Kyle Larson there at the end. He was on much older tires, I think 20 laps older tires, and he held him off for quite a bit and even stayed with him and and tried to cross him over and and he had a chance to win that race and you know, Kyle ended up winning it i think mostly because of tires but i think if tires were even i think bubba wallace wins that race and uh, it was very impressive to see most people could not hold their track position uh with less tires than than bubba has so 
or uh, less laps on their tires, I should say, uh, than Bubba had at the time. So um, I said it to myself while I was watching it. I said, well, I'm going to give my you or attaboy to, to Bubba Wallace uh, this week because of the way he um, he raced with Kyle Larson there at the end of the, the, the truck series race. So, uh, but Wallace, do what you did on Saturday, not what you did on Sunday. Attaboy. I mean, he ran second in the all-star race. Yeah, a boy, too. I mean, he did a great job racing-wise. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about... I know, I'm just saying, he did a great job. It's In the race car, he did great all weekend. It's just outside the race car is what I had the problem with. Yeah. But, um, yeah, can't argue with you. Yep. <gasps> you can't do that! Do it! This week's segment of You Can't Do That... Who can't do that this week? Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Uwuji, Fred Davidson. You can't do that. You can't do that. Who can't do that? Huh? Huh? Can't do the that. The fuck are you? I'm going to give it to Chris Busher this week. Um, what? Yeah, so you start on the front row. Um, you get a terrible start. I mean, just you—you d- you didn't really see it. Um, because they were showing Ray Evernham throwing the green flag. Uh, but I think Chris Busher may have got the worst start of all time on the outside of the front row at the start of the All Star race. I mean, he was fifth before they entered first or the first turn, and um, he fell back like ninth, and um. You know, he worked his way back up to fifth somewhere throughout the race, but he was just never good. And and seeing how fast he was in his heat race and uh, how competitive he looked to be, I mean, Brad Keselowski said he thought he was going to win a race. Darrell Waltrip picked him to win the race. Um, So, you know, it's it's unfortunate the way he, he, he ran. And, you know, he's not... It's not known for being the best uh, on restarts or starts to begin with, but that was just a really, really, really bad start. I think if he would have started a little bit better and, you know, ran in the top five for that first stage, I think he would have had a better shot to get a good finish um, because he wouldn't have had to run so hard and run his tires off and this, that, and the third. But, you know, after that bad start, he was just kind of in a hole that he could never work his way out of. And, you know, I thought he had a chance to win that race going into it Sunday. So, um, you know, going into it, you thought he had a chance, and then he ends up finishing 135th. So, um, for that reason, Chris Busher, you can't do that. Yeah, Chris, uh, he went back immediately <laughs> on Sunday night. He, I will say, though, he did not get as bad of a start as I did on iRacing at Charlie. That's <laughs> true. I should have given it to you. You can't do that. I should have given it to hey, the NBA media. The, the difference, the difference is I came back and finished fourth. He did not. I don't want to race. I'm sure you would have because you wouldn't have made that mistake. But you but I'm just saying I was the fastest car on the track. I mean, I, I, mean, I was. I, called, I was literally I was literally Faster than the leader by two tenths every lap from like lap 25 on to 40. But anyways, um, my you can't do that this week is going to Michael McDowell. What? 
And the reason why I'm saying this is... What the hell? I dropped my headphones. You dropped your head. <laughs> okay. Would you like some headphones? Yes, but how did you know my he- my name was Phones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, now, I'm giving it to Michael McDowell. Um, in the open race, uh, he got in a little incident with uh, Ty Gibbs and Justin Haley early on in the open. And I'll get, I'll, I will say this Ty Gibbs just pretty much drove over Michael McDowell. Um, two things with Michael McDowell, though, he throttled up knowing that Justin Haley was, was on the outside. And I know you got moved up the track, but you didn't have to throttle up right there and take 31 out. You could have lifted. I know it's hard to do in the moment, but you can't fuck 31 over because 54 fucked you. Okay. Um, but I, Michael McDowell just kind of drove like a, like a, like he drove like Ty Gibbs almost right there. You know, he, he runs with 31, puts himself and 31 in the wall, ruins both their days to have a chance. And I know the 54 started it. I'm not arguing that. And then, yeah, you get the 54 back. You cost him, you cost him the, the lead. Um, in the 48 of Josh Berry passes the 54, and then you got Eric Amarola right there with him. The second time is the one I have a problem with. Okay, you made your point. You're not happy with the 54. You can't try to do it again. Do it one time, and then get out the fucking way the rest of the race. Don't try to wreck them again. You can't try to do it twice. Once, all right, you had you you made your point. Get the fuck out the way now. And he tried to do it the second time. Now he failed, and Ty Gibbs ultimately made it to the um, All Star Main, which I'm glad because 54 did have a fast enough car to make it to the All Star race. Because he, uh, I don't know where Ty finished in the race. He finished like 37. I mean, he finished like 10th, I think. I think so. But I mean, he he had a fast car, so I'm glad Ty Gibbs got in to the All Star race. But Michael McDowell. He drove like a young driver. I know you're upset, but you made two mistakes. When the 54 moved you up the track, you can't throttle up when you know you got 31 right there just because you got mad at 54 for moving you up. You cost 31 a chance to make the all-star race because you got fucked by the 54 and you fucked the 31 in the process. And then after the first time you messing with the 54, you can't go and do it again. So um, that's my, you can't do that. Michael McDowell. (gasps) You can't do that. You have any problems with that? Uh, no. Because I know you said, Wah! yeah. I mean, I. You understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I get you. I think because he took the 31 out for no reason. Yeah, but you know, I'd have been upset as well. So yeah, but I, you can't take out another driver. Yeah, fair. But you know, fuck Ty Gibbs. But uh, I, mean, I don't like him either. I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be. Uh, linear. Trying to be even. Trying unbiased. to be unbiased here okay uh well let's be unbiased about the cook 600 uh what are you gonna see this weekend we're gonna see some racing we're gonna see a lot of racing all right that's all folks be good <laughs> you know last year's coke 600 was i think we said it was the best coke 600 ever it was amazing you had a whole bunch of lead changes you had the track house boys dominate early you had cal larson come on late you had chase briscoe come on late trying to pass larson for the lead late spun out caused a couple green white checkers you had Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch battling for the lead. Then you had Austin Dillon come out of nowhere. Then they had a big old wreck. Denny Hamlin held on to win the race. This year, I think you'll have not quite that much chaos. I don't think it'll be that good of a race. Because as we've seen this year, other than Kansas, almost every race this year has been 
not quite as good as last year's, except for Martinsville and the Martinsville races last year were fucking terrible. So, and even this year's Martinsville race wasn't that good. So, I think you'll have a pretty good race still, though. I mean, it's still a mile and a half. It's the best track that this uh, race car races on. I think we'll still see that. And with the banking in Charlotte, I think you can have a lot of um, comers and goers like you did last year. 600-mile race. You can't just burn your tires up to start the race. I mean, we had Kyle Larson. Didn't he spin out like once, get a speeding penalty? He was a couple laps down, I think. I don't know if he's lapped down, but he 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 was. He went to the back. He, a yeah, he times. went a couple, back a couple times, and he came back and was leading the race with six to go, and about won the damn thing. So it's a long race, man. You got to have a lot of uh, uh, you're gonna have a lot of attrition. You're gonna have a lot of impatience. You're gonna have a lot of guys kind of, you know, see how mentally tough they are. Six hundred miles, even in this car. I know it's probably not the hardest car to drive on a mile and a half. Um, that NASCAR's ever done, but it's still grueling. 600 miles um, go from sunset to night. It, I mean, it's going to be a lot of changes going throughout the race. I think you're going to have the team with the most um, uh, good uh, adjustments to their car throughout the race. Like always, 600, you got a 600 mile race, you got to be able to adjust your car from the sunset to the nighttime um, appropriately. And I think you'll have a uh, a lot of normal guys being fast at the end and being up there at the end, but you know, you could, it come, could come down to fuel strategy. Never know. 600 miles is a long ways. I think it's a, uh, you get four stages here. Don't you get four 100 lap stages? Yep. So, I mean, it's, you know, you'll have hundred lap. It's pretty much four, four races of a hundred laps. So, uh, you gotta just be there at that last hundred laps to have a chance at it and have the right strategy and, uh, be there when it counts. Yeah, I don't really disagree with anything you said there. Um, I think it'll be a decent race. I don't think it'll be uh, the greatest race of all time by any means, but I think it'll be better than this weekend's race at North Wilkesboro. And um, these uh, the the Coke Six Hundred is either a dominant race. Somebody either leads like ninety five percent of laps, a la. Um, Martin Truex Jr. in 2016. Or Kyle Busch in 18. Kyle Busch in 18, or it's like last year where it's just fucking, you know, you have no idea who's going to win. Um, you think Casey Mears you know, has won this race. Jamie McMurray has won this race. Austin Dillon has no, won I this race. he won the fall race. Yeah, we did talk about this. <laughs> Anyways, they went here. He won two Charlotte races, both in the fall. Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyways, Matt Kenseth has won this race. Uh, he won it his rookie year. Um, so this race is kind of unpredictable uh, sometimes, and it's kind of super predictable sometimes. So I don't know exactly what we're going to get this year. We might get one. Unfortunately, we might get one of those predictable races because we got a really unpredictable one last year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I still think it'll be a good race. I think, you know, every manufacturer will be competitive. Um, I think. Chevrolet and Toyota will probably be one and two um, as far as likelihoods to win. Uh, Ford will be three as they've kind of been all year. But, um, you know, I've, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, one of my favorite days of the year. So be able to watch the Monaco Grand Prix and watch Max Verstappen win by 15 seconds um, and uh, watch the Indy 500 and see how that goes. Rooting for my boy Scott Dixon. 
I know I'm not a Scott Dixon fan, but he deserves one. He's another one anyway. He's, he's never won the Indy 500. He's, he won in 08, I think it was, oh. but he's... Why do you want him to win? Uh, Because he's kind of like... I don't know how to explain it. He's... um. He should have won it last year. He was the best car. He qualified on the pole. He led pretty much every lap, and then he sped on pit road at the end, his last pit stop. So uh, he's the guy that kind of gets something always happens mm-hmm. to him at the Indy 500. So I think it'll be a good story to watch him to uh, win that. And then, uh, of course, Chris Buescher is going to win on, on Sunday yeah. at night at the Coke 600. So, okay. Um, nah, I'm not picking Chris, but. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping my boys run good. He's hoping Chris doesn't flip his dick off again because um, he was fast last year and ended up uh, Daniel Suarez fucked him over at the end of the race. So hopefully that doesn't happen and hopefully my boys get a couple top tens at the very least and uh, go on to worldwide technology next week. Jimmy Johnson is racing this weekend. Yeah, he'll finish 28th. <laughs> you said you don't think he'll be a factor? No. I don't either. He- He's got better odds than... Yeah, I think he's half the field. Twenty fifth, twenty fifth best odds. I think. Yeah, he just hadn't been in this car enough. He rode the, he did the five hundred, which is full throttle, and then he had one lap at Coda because of Brad Keselowski. Thanks, Brad. Stop, Brad. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but Brad was involved. He was. But um, yeah, Jimmy, it'd be cool to see him at the track again, a track that he dominated for years. I think he'll be competitive. I think he'll run top twenty, but he won't be a factor to win the race. I just. Legacy hadn't shown enough this year to. I mean, even Derek Jones, he's a. I think he's an A driver. Derek Jones. I said Eric Jones. You said Derek. But I, I said Eric. We'll go back and, and review the the, the footage. The footage is audio file. Before you continue, I want to say you were wearing an Eric Jones hat before this podcast, and now you're wearing Clemson. Why do we switch? It's a NASCAR podcast. Why are you wearing Denver Nuggets jersey? We're going to the finals. Clemson's going to win the World College World Series. I know it's a name bit two premature. players on the team. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> name one player on the team. Jordan McFadden. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of the uh, hold on. Uh Seth Beer, he's still there, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, ten years ago, maybe. It was five. He was there when we were in college. Anyways. Um, so it'd be cool to see Jimmy there this weekend. And um, I, I've got my mind between two guys who I'm going to pick, who I want to pick. Well, it's your pick. I know. So pick them. Um, I'll pick the other. One guy um, is it's, it's, it's probably a smart one to do. But for some, something's telling me that it's going to be a guy that we're, we're not expecting. Not that he's not fast, because he is fast. But you just, he, you can't trust him a lot. Um, but he was fast here last year. Um, he's got some momentum because he was fast last weekend. You're about to pick who I'm about, I was going to pick. Really? Go ahead. Um, who I, my, my guy that I want to pick is MTJ, but I'm not going to pick him. Instead, I'm going to pick the number... Well, hold on. Phrase right. Driving for Trackhouse Racing. Yep. And Justin Marks. Yep. 
Give me the 99 Daniel Suarez. of not Daniel Suarez. He was fast here last year, and he's not a guy that you can trust, but something's telling me he's going to he's gonna get it done this weekend. Give me Daniel Suarez. So, uh... Is that who you're really going to no. pick? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought pick you Ross? were going to go Ross. Ah. And now that you've picked Daniel Suarez, I'm not going to pick Ross because I'm going to pick somebody else because Daniel Suarez sucks ass. Um, he's fast. I just don't know if I can trust, but something's me, telling me. Let me see the let me see the lineup. Let me see who I pick. You mother. Let me see if I pick this guy. I don't think I picked Ross yet. Yes, you have. Have I? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck. Actually, no, you haven't. All right, so. Well, damn, I hadn't picked either of the guys. I'm thinking. So who's gonna get a better position? Get a better position. All you gotta do is beat Daniel Suarez. Yeah, all I gotta do is beat Daniel Suarez. I'd pick, I'd pick uh, Ryan Newman. He racing this weekend? No, he's not. He, I think it's JJ Haley. All right, fuck it. You picked a track house guy. I'm not gonna go with track house. I'm gonna pick a guy from Chevrolet. Give me Kyle Bush. I hadn't picked him yet this year. Mm. Um, he's uh, there's no point in putting the all star because no, it doesn't count. Neither Nobody of us won. won so, okay. um, but uh, yeah, I think Kyle will be good. I don't know if he'll win the race, um, but he's always good here. I think he's in a really good car. Um, Austin Dillon's won this race in a Richard Childress car before. Um, not on speed. Not on speed, but he has won this race. I think Kyle is uh, really good at these long races. He's won this race before himself. Uh, dominated this race, like you said, in 2018. So... Uh, like I said, I don't know if he wins the race, but as long as he doesn't get in trouble, I think he'll outrun that 99 car. Um, and I do think he has a good opportunity to win this race. So um, I'm picking Kyle Busch. Hopefully he doesn't win. Hopefully he finishes third. Uh, I hope Kyle uh, finishes third behind uh, both the 17 and the 6. So um, we'll see. Uh, but I do think he'll beat the 99. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Daniel's going to win. He could. And, you know, that'd be bad for my playoff predictions because I didn't pick Daniel to make playoffs this year. But I, I think Daniel's going to be fast. I think, you know. I'm fast as fuck, boy. I mean, Trackhouse has been really fast this year at these type of tracks. I mean, Daniel was fast at Darlington until he got a speeding penalty and could never recover. That's what I'm saying. I just, just Daniel, don't fuck up. Please don't fuck up this week. 600-mile race. If you fuck up, please fuck up early. Um. Taking a risk, but I, I I know that 99 car will be fast. It's just Gordon if he gets the finish he deserves. And I'm kind of the same way with you, though. Kyle Busch has been hot or cold this year. He's won the race or he's finished 15th or wrecked. So it's kind of a danger zone for both of us, but we'll just have to see. But uh, So we both worked this weekend, unfortunately. Greatest weekend, a race weekend and every year. and We work it every fucking year, so... um. That's never fun, but we'll do our best to watch all the racing this weekend. I'll be sure to check out all the racing this weekend. We got the Monaco Grand Prix at what eight thirty nine? Yeah, it's Sunday early morning. In the morning, and then the Indy Five Hundreds at one one, and then the Coca's Hundreds at six thirty. Six thirty. So all on Sunday, and then you got the Xfinity race on Saturday at Charlotte. I don't think you got the trucks. I don't think the trucks are racing this weekend. Um. So, but. So I think uh, 
this Xfinity Cup's racing at Charlotte. Let me double check that real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck off. No, they are racing. The trucks are racing at Charlotte Friday on Friday, night. Friday night, eight thirty. And the Xfinity Series is at one o'clock on Saturday on FS1, and then the Charlotte or the Charlotte the Cup race is at six o'clock on Fox on uh, Sunday. So y'all be sure sure to check it out, and we'll have all the reviews from all the races this weekend. Uh, be glued to your TV because it's going to be a hell of a weekend for racing. Hopefully, the Coke Six Hundred is the best re- race of the weekend. Indy Five Hundred is always exciting, but you know we always have a soft spot for NASCAR. So fuck Indy. But uh, that being said, y'all follow us on uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> on instagram at the highline official at tiktok at the highline podcast on uh, youtube at the highline and tell your family and friends that are interested or that like podcast or nascar or both to give us a follow and check us out and we'll be sure to give you another episode next week go cox